Welcome to Pod with Madness, uh, episode six. Six, episode um, six, as if we got this far. I know. Thank you very much if you listened to any of our past episodes and thank you for listening to this one. We are on Instagram at Pod with Madness and you can now, excitingly, although you, by the time you might have listened to this, it could have been ages, uh, we are on YouTube. So search for Pod with Madness on YouTube and you will find, you won't have to look at our faces um, which is a bonus. You just have to look at stuff on the screen with your eyes, but not our faces. So, you know, just don't be put off by the fact that you might see our faces. You won't. It's fine. Let's move on. Okay. So this week, do you know what we're going to talk about? Uh, could it be Kerrang? <laughs> it is Kerrang, uh, number 248 from July the 22nd. Oh, summer. 1989. So what were you doing in July, late July 1989? Uh, summer holidays, probably. Nice. Good story. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, probably summer holidays. Um, I'm going to do the entire charts because I think there's a lot of stuff in the charts that are relevant to our listenership. Well, um, maybe three. You know what I mean? <laughs> So number 40, Wendy and Lisa, Satisfaction. Nice. Do you remember Wendy and Lisa having hits? Not on their own, no. I remember they had a song called Sideshow, but I don't remember Satisfaction. Um, I mean, not a great story. 39, <laughs> The Cult, Chow Baby. So that's Karang adjacent. That is Karang adjacent. Yeah, we've seen The Cult, haven't we? Have we? Where? Supporting Alice Cooper. Ah, well, which time was that? Uh, the last time. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, okay. what, two months ago? Oh, all right, whatever. Not very long ago, yeah. Uh, number 38, <laughs> Jason Donovan, Sealed with a Kiss. Classic. Not my favourite Jason Donovan song. Um, it's a bit boring. It's covering it? it. When you're that age, that's your boring song. Not, not interested. Uh, 37, Paul McCartney. Song called This One. Don't remember. I don't it. know that. Uh, thirty-six Stone Roses. She bangs the drums. Okay, it's well known indie discos. Yeah. Number thirty-five Gun. Better Days. Do I know that? I think you'd probably know it if Scottish you heard rock it. Band? Scottish rock band. Sing it. Well, I'm going to play it to you. Sing it. I like the intro. I'm already sold. I'm sold. I. There's nothing better than a rock video where they're shutting a, a lift like that they're going in one of those like industrial lifts and they have to shut the concertina metal doors because that you know it's serious it's black and white gritty oh john has got short hair not sure about that should we just like, actually someone got course. short hair i'm not sure about this Do you know what their biggest hit was? No. Word Up, the cover of Cameo. Oh, really? Yeah. You'll know that. But fuck all that. Number 34. Poison. Alice Cooper making return to the top 40. Oh. For the first time since 1973. He didn't have any hits. What? In England, though. In England since then. Yep. Uh, 33, Primitive, <clears throat> Sick of It. Do you remember that? No. It was their less. Lesser known hit single. Okay. Uh, Eartha Kitten, Bronsky Beat, Cha Cha Heels. Sing it. 
I can't see. I can't see. Why are you saying out to everything? Number 31, Patience, Guns N' Roses. Okay. Ballad. A lot of whistling on that song. I was going to start whistling them and realise I can't really whistle. So I was going to start stopped. whistling Wind of Change. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, la, it's, la, 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 la. Yeah. Um, and 30, Norman Cook. Don't know it. Uh, 29, Double Trouble, Rebel MC, Just Keep Rocking. I think, I think I remember that. Sing it. No. Uh, number 28, Inner City, Do You Love What You Feel? Um, 26, Danny Wilson, Second Summer of Love. Number 24. Nice. Your favourite. Bat Dance. So, obviously, we love Prince in this house. Yeah. Um, and the confluence of the success of Prince and the success of Batman. <laughs> 1989 took over the world, didn't it? I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, number 23, Simple Minds, Kick yeah. It In. First single I ever bought. Really? Yeah. Not a classic Simple Minds song and people generally don't really like this period of Simple Minds, but that was the first Simple Minds album that came out when I was into them. And Do you want to talk about Simple Minds? Uh, yeah, they didn't play Kick It In. Um, yeah, they were, they were my favourite band for a bit, probably in this period. Um, and then I got into their early stuff and didn't like their sort of stadium stuff. So I never bothered going to see them because you know you knew it was all going to be like the big hits but then i thought oh fuck it you know i'll be dead soon so like let's go and see them and it was a greatest hits tour so now you know it's going to be like alive and kicking and sanctify yourself and don't you forget about me and all that stuff and we went and they played all that stuff it sounded great i was like dead nostalgic for it and they also played some of the old weird stuff as well and proper proper good night out wasn't it it was good yeah, yeah. Um, what else we got? Song for Whoever by Beautiful South. Do you know that? Mm, Jessica, no. Annabelle, oh, yeah, yeah, Annabelle yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Simply Red and New Flame, Michael Jackson, Liberian Girl, um, Voodoo Ray, Guy called Gerald, Percy McCall Days. For oh. ages, I thought that was Librarian Girl <laughs> just because I mis misread it. Well, she might have also been a librarian, true, yeah, but. Yeah, I think it was in, in the last 10 years, I probably figured that, figured that, learn how to read. You thought it was about him hanging around a library just to have a look at this. Yeah, like girl. quiet, you know, like the woman from um, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Could have been like her. Yeah. Number 13, Gladys Knight, Licence to Kill. Nice. So I guess it was also the summer of Licence to Kill, but you've seen Gladys Knight, haven't you? I've seen Gladys Knight twice now. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Uh, number nine, Soul to Soul, Back to Life. Classic, isn't it? Yeah. Number eight. Bette Midler, now you're talking. Wind Beneath My Wings, so I guess. <laughs> that was just an edit in there of actual Bette Midler um, uh, singing. I guess not only Batman, but it was also the summer of beaches. Yeah. What's the best bit of beaches? No, don't, because I'll start crying. That bit on the beach, everyone knows that. <laughs> well, you no. Know, it's not. It's Incorrect. The bit, no, okay, spoiler alert. Turn off now if you're if you're even listening um, and you haven't seen beaches and you want to or you plan to. So it's the bit at the end, obviously, where, you know, the woman passes passes over. Um, but Bette Midler's acting is, in like, 
it's Emma Thompson in Love Actually levels of acting. So they're, they're on the beach and she, Bette Midler looks over at her and then just looks away like she's suddenly realised she's gone. And the acting is, I mean, perfection. I mean, that's perfection. not the, that's not the bit I meant. Oh, you're talking about our industry. <laughs> and you know I'm going to put a clip of our industry. Our industry. Yeah, also, apart from obviously the um, the fun, frolics and death, um, there's also some German, avon- German avant-garde. It's brilliant um, because obviously to show, I mean, I've only seen bits of this film. but I'm Sod just, off, you've seen it all. Tell me if I'm right. So in order to show that she's a big Broadway star... She's a it, big star. ..it shows her going through, like, an avant-garde experimental theatre yeah. period. Yeah, and, and obviously someone went, all right, OK, so it's sort of like German expressionism and it's all, like, disturbing and, like, weird and it's probably about industry, but, you know, not as lame. And then so the song is just... Oh, industry. industry. But brilliant. And they all have weird masks on. It's very... um. Intellectual. Yeah. You probably um, won't get it. Chaka Khan's at number seven, Ain't Nobody 89, remix of the 83 hit. Nice. That's a fucking fantastic tune, isn't it? Um, so. Number five, Bobby Brown. You've missed out number six. Um, well, I didn't think number six was. Don't uh, Gloria Estefan really makes me think of. Um, we once had, we were going on holiday and we were dropping our cat off at a cattery, and that Gloria Estefan was playing as we drove off after we left the cat in the cattery, and I've never felt so sorrowful in all my life. I mean, were you singing? Don't want to lose you. It might have been on the radio, and it was. Oh, that was upsetting for a youngster leaving the cat cattery. Didn't like it. So Gloria Estefan kind of always makes me think of um, cats in a in a sad way. Right. But getting back into the fun, number five, Bobby Brown. Yeah. Uh, also, Batman, Beaches, Ghostbusters 2. You don't get better. And I think On Our Own is way better than anything else on the Ghostbusters soundtrack, isn't it? Like, uh, it's, it's way better favorite. than Ghostbusters. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Obviously, Bob Bobby Brown is a problematic figure. Well, the songs are good. Every little step. If you haven't listened to Bobby Brown, every little step in a while, go and listen to it now. Pause this. Come back. Obviously, um, it's such a good song. And humping around. <laughs> that is good. I always think humping around sounds like um, Dancing my, Days by Led Zeppelin. My prerogative. My prerogative. Brilliant. Some good songs. Yeah. Um, number four, London Boys, London Nights. Nice. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. of course I do. Proper fucking cheesy fun. Uh, number three, Jive Bunny, Swing the Mood. <laughs> oh, big fans of Jive Bunny. Um, mm. Had a cassette of Jive don't, Bunny. Don't bring Shut me up. into your Jive Bunny fandom. Um, growing up, we had a cassette of Jive Bunny um, of Christmas songs, and it was obviously 
Jive Bunny covering or or it wasn't no there was no original artist on there. And um it was it was so good. But to to this day, any song that I hear in my head, I go into the next song on the sort of, you know, the Jive Bunny mixing way that they do. Um for anyone, you know, ugh, younger than our age, you, you won't know what I'm talking about. It was it, it was a cartoon bunny and he was a DJ and um he had a habit of mixing like 60s songs a lot that, 50s oh. yeah come on everybody clap your hands that type of thing everyone knows what jai bunny is i don't need to explain that I mean, if, they're, if they're legit music fans they will know come on, <laughs> come on. uh number what, two he's up to now ross too much do you remember that um don't know sing it um let me guess too no, much loving and i don't want to lose it something like that uh, I mean, from that particular rendition, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut that shit. Uh, number one, Sonia. Nice. You'll never stop me loving you. Nice. That's. Um, remember, I told you that story about um, this song. When I was in primary school, well, I can't be in primary school, I was 89. 89? How old were you? Eight. Yeah. But that can't be in primary school then. So does Sonia have another song out? She had all sorts of songs. Name some of her other songs. I have no idea. Um, oh, are we going to look at... Oh, hey, she looks pretty now. Only fools, never fall never. Be young, be foolish, be happy. Um, everybody knows, counting every single minute, listen to your heart. She was good. Check out Sonia now. She, well, was, she was only 18 then. Was she? You're listening to Sonia Cast. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast dedicated solely to Sonia. Um, do you want to do the telly? Yeah. Okay. So, Saturday, July 22nd. Okay. Summer. <gasps> Ghost on. Train. Do you remember Ghost Train? Mm, no. I think that was all with Nobby the Sheep. Do you remember Nobby the Sheep? Yes, I do. No, I think... that was the 8.15 for Manchester, wasn't it? Oh, I'm maybe getting... Which which was um, Gilbert the Alien on? Do you remember Gilbert uh, the Alien? Yeah, but I don't know. One of them was... Do you remember the 8.15 for Manchester? Yeah, yeah. Uh, theme tune that by... That would be about 89, though. No, but that was the 8.15 for Manchester. I've just answered this. Yeah. Maybe that thing, call that thing that I've just said, is that thing that you're saying that isn't that word? I think 8.15 was Manchester, from Manchester was later because it had a theme by the Inspiral Carpets. So it was when the Inspiral Carpets were big or big-ish. Okay. Uh, the Monkeys on at 11.30. Okay, never really a big fan of the Monkeys. I kind of didn't like them. Sadly, didn't tell you what episode. Um, so we've got the chart the show. Living razors cold. What Disney's cartoon time? The Incredible Hulk, incredibly <laughs> still being shown in 89, 10 years after its prime. Uh, Smoking Bandit 3, Beatles Box of Tricks. Watch out, Beatles about. Different show. You better watch out. Because Beatles about. Channel 4 had Plan 9 from Outer Space. Don't know it. Killer Bees. Yeah. It? 
the the the, the number B. Yeah. Welcome to the intellectual podcast that this is. The number B. Oh, I'm so sorry. We were watching oh, something my recently. And they were watching Plan Nine from Outer Space. What was that? Were we? We were watching some drama, and someone had Plan Nine from Outer Space on the telly. Yeah, was it that thing that? What would that have been? Would be Limmy. No, it might have been like Chippendales or something. Oh, Welcome right, to maybe. Chippendales. I mean, the fact is, brilliant stories. We just don't know. Great. Uh, do you see anything else here that, that you're interested in? Um, Muran Buxton Stanger. Nope. Um, nope. 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 Well, BBC's got some actual listing. So rhubarb. Okay. Do you like rhubarb? It's all right. Uh, up to you, presented by Tony Doughty, Jenny Powell, Anthea Turner, and Mark Goodyear and Bruno Brooks. I mean, you can't get more late. Yeah, that's some good cast. Uh, Grandstand is on S- Michael Barrymore Saturday Night Out. Grandstand the horse racing. Uh, football. Is it? is it? Oh, no, it's all sport. Look, golf. Racing. Racing. Yeah. yeah. I was right, though. Golf, canoeing. Oh, God. All sorts of shit. Let's move on. Colombo. I mean, there's there's not some. We turn towards. No, no, no. Oh, Picnic at Hanging Rock. So I guess it's a series of Australian films. Unfortunately, not Return Towards, which okay. we are that big fans of, good. aren't we? But I have seen Picnic at Hanging Rock before. Have you? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Creepy. They go missing. Spoiler, but they do. All right. So, like, after eighteen minutes of shit, open up your crank, mate. Right. Let's get to the main event. With these fucking metal fans tuning yeah. in thinking, Sonia. <laughs> thinking, oh, good God, if she sings again. Right. So on the cover, we've got uh, Chuck Billy of Testament. Okay. Do you like Testament? Um, not really familiar. Um, I don't think I ever heard them. I listened to them recently and they sort of sound the same as 80s Metallica. Okay. They were thrash. Uh, we've also got Wolfsbane, Angel Witch, Mike Monroe, Phantom Blue, Night Ranger, and Lisa Dominique. Night Ranger. Night Ranger. I'm interested. Um, <clears throat> okay, so Mayhem, that's the news. Rumours surrounding Deep Purple, Ian Gillen, become fact this week with official confirmation by Purple's PR company that Ian Gillen is indeed leaving the band. I think this is about the third time he's left. I right, think last, okay. last time we looked at Grang, he just rejoined. But obviously, they just can't bear each other, those guys. The next one. Maybe uh, they just like drama. Yeah. A very dramatic band, I guess. Um, musical differences, if you're interested. Yeah. Is that what it says? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next story is about King Diamond. But the, the thing I noticed is that having resolved his argument with Gene Simmons over who wears what colour face paint, Oh. So obviously Gene Simmons has seen someone else wearing a face face paint yeah. and gone, right now, I'm not having that. Hey, mock Gene Simmons all you want, but he's a good businessman. He is. Yeah. He is. And you get to be a good businessman by making weird choices like suing people for wearing sort of similar face paint. Yeah. When, you know, Gene Simmons got his idea from Alice Cooper. Oh, my God, Arthur don't Brown. get us sued by Gene Simmons. Take that back right now. No, sorry, he is a real demon and that's his actual face. Right, take it back. Man. Um, there's a bit in Mayhem that's called 
quids in with Wolfsbane. And he's basically, you take cut out this coupon, you take it along to one of their shows, to the Birds, Booze and Bad Language Tour, and you get £1 off on the door. And I've never seen that in a magazine before. Uh, they're playing Banbury United Clubhouse, Walsall Junction, South End Maritime Club, Cambridge Corn Exchange, Manchester Boardwalk, a bunch of other kind of fairly small venues and you know, the London Marquee. But like, God, when was the last time you went to a gig and bought a ticket on the door? On the door? I don't think I've ever done that. I can't remember ever doing it. Like, it's just unthinkable now, isn't it? Crazy. We should find out if all Spain are playing. Take this coupon. I'm getting my pound off if they are. Does it have a, it? Bet it doesn't have an expiry on it, does it? Um, I think it does say for the birds, oh, bees, and bad language it is tour. Quite specific. Yeah. Um, bit of tip X, mate. We can sort that out. <laughs> so, so our next page. Well, we've we've sort of spoiled this because Alice Cooper poisoned the return of brand new single, seven inch, twelve inch, and CD. I credit, I don't know whether I've mentioned this before and if you, you haven't. have. Oh, I haven't. You haven't on this okay. one. I, um, I credit Alice Cooper with introducing me into this type of music because my sister had a tape called um, Free Spirit and it had Alice Cooper on and it had um, uh, Queen, I, um, I Want It All, and it had a load of other songs sort of like that. But it had Poison on by Alice Cooper. And when I heard that, it was like... Um, Blue like, mind. Yeah. And um, then I like I was... That, that was it. That was like it for me at that point. Um, and I remember putting it into a... Obviously, it was on tape. Tape player had two friends over. And um, uh, I was like, listen to you, like... Obviously, this has blown my mind, so it's going to blow your mind too. This is going to be amazing. And um, played it to them, and their faces went from like just normal faces to like I'd just smeared shit all over um, the room. And then they went, do you like heavy metal? And I was like mortified. And I just stopped it showing and I was like, no, it's just, it's just funny, isn't it? <laughs> and stopped it. And um, I've never forgotten that because I should have been like, yes, I fucking like heavy metal, kicked over the tape player and walked out of my own room. I should have done that, but I didn't. Um, but, you know, the, the happy end of the story is that I didn't then just stop listening to it. I just listened to it in secret, you know, like you meant to because you can't. And who's laughing now? You've got a successful podcast. I've got a successful podcast and I've seen Alice Cooper live more than I've seen anyone live, apart from like you. Um, so I win, he's great, I'm living my best life, and I like what I like, because I like it. Smug face. <laughs> so opposite page. Suck it, girls. Communication. Do you still know them, those girls? Um, yeah. I thought someone would <laughs> say the names. They're, they're lovely young ladies. They won't remember it, because it would have meant nothing to them. Um, but I've never let it go. <laughs> It's fine. I only think about it every other day since then. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You, it's it's not, fine. It's, You're definitely it's winning. It's fine. Like I'm over it. It's fine. It's like I've I've obviously moved on, and it's not like it's bothering me. It's just that you know I kind of wish that 
they'd have obviously had either better taste or that I'd have been allowed to listen to whatever I wanted to because, like, what does it fucking matter? But um, I'm I'm glad that I was made to feel stupid in that time. You know, I'm just I'm glad because I mean, to be fair, I am glad because I think it's more formed me into the delightful personality that I am today. You don't think their objection was? I don't like his new stuff. I prefer I'm 18. I absolutely do not think that was the case, no. I'm afraid. Um, so over the page, we've yes. got um, communication. I love how you can't just say communication. <laughs> it's communication with lots of Ks in it. And O. Oh, wait, no. Communication's got an O in it. Uh, so this <clears throat> letter is from Andrea in Barnsley in South Yorkshire. Yeah. Last Friday, I bought a ticket for the Bon Jovi show at Milton Keynes in August. As they are doing two shows in Russia with some great bands supporting them, i.e. Aussie, Scorpions, Motley Crue, Skid Row, Cinderella and Gorky Park, I thought two or three of the above groups would be joining Bon Jovi over here. So side note, what she's actually talking about is the Moscow Peace Festival, which was like a really, really big event that had a lot of bands on. Yeah. It wasn't just a Bon Jovi show where they happened to be supported by all these other really, really famous bands. Right. Uh, so she continues, when I picked up my copy of this week's Kerrang, I mean, good that she find Kerrang, I saw Bad Company maybe add to the, to the bill. This is not confirmed yet, and I hope it never is. <laughs> But I don't think there are many Bon Jovi fans who have paid a large amount of money to see Bad Company. Aren't you paying a large amount of money to see Bon Jovi? Let's face it, Bad Company don't fit too well. Why not have Aussie, Scorpion, Cinderella or Skid Row with them? If people are going to pay £15.50, they want to see groups worth paying for. I'm playing twenty nine fifty as travel is included, oh. and I really don't want to see Bad Company. <laughs> so come on, let's get the Russian bill over here and we'll have a great day. Oh, I mean, you say people today are entitled. She is. It's sad because she was going to. She was disappointed that day, wasn't she? Because she she saw Bad Company, didn't she? She spent twenty odd quid to see Bad Company. Um, I mean, we should look it up. Really, let's look it up. Yeah. Although I bet Bon Jovi played like Milton Keynes Bowl in load. Bon Jovi. Oh my God, what have you spelt then? This That's not going to work on a podcast. Uh, Milton Keynes 89. Oh, all right, all right. I mean, they were playing with Europe, Vixen and Skid Row. I mean, that's not too bad. Well, I should have been happy then. Uh, no bad company. Thank gosh, because she would have kicked off. Um, I think Bon Jovi played a lot with Skid Row. I'm so I'm so sorry. I should. There should be a version of this where you just edit out all my singing because it's sixteen pound fifty. Oh, it went up. Imagine. Yeah. Thanks to Angus A. Branson for having a live journal that we could check out his um, Bon Jovi ticket. Thanks, Angus. Um, do you know Bon Jovi toured with Skid Row a lot because the main guy in Skid Row were, uh, went to school with Bon Jovi and he helped them get a record deal. And really? They were sort of linked together and I think there was some dodgy shit with the publishing, right. which I think they go into in Top 10 Stadium Rock. We need to... Get that watched, yeah, don't we? Ah, oh, dishwasher sounds like um, the beginning of Youth Gone Wild, if you want to mention that. 
segue into Skid Row. When you put our dishwasher on, it goes, <laughs> and it just does the did a did a bit. You got to add in the sort of the rest, but it 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 starts you off for a good. Basically, every time you set off the dishwasher, it, you, you then go into. <laughs> You know, um, so if if you want to know which dishwasher that is, if you want to replace yours for one that does the intro to um, Youth Gone Wild, hit us up and um, we'll be able to recommend the model for you. I wonder if there's any other models of dishwasher that actually play 18 and Life or Youth Gone Wild. They might do. Slave to the Grind, any of the, any of the Skid Row hits. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a look. No, we won't. Uh, over the page, we've got Phantom Blue. Phantom Blue. Do you know Phantom Blue? No. Lovely ladies. They are uh, lovely app- ladies. Apparently, they are heavier than Vixen and Precious Metal. Okay. Um, but that's all I know about them. Okay. But, One of them's wearing a cheap t-shirt. Yeah. No, it's it's the classic get everyone to lie down photo. Lie down, head together. Yeah. So this week in metal. Yeah. In 1968, yeah. Iron Butterfly's album Inagada de Vida, featuring its now famous 17-minute title track, which in turn contains one of the most tedious drum solos in the history of rock, <laughs> debuts on the American chart. Um, do you know that song? Inagada de Vida, baby. Yeah. Do you know what this title means? In the Garden of Eden? Yeah. You think I'm stupid? No, but not everyone knows that. I do. It's an... I, th- I mean, to be fair, I think it, I only know because of Simpsons, but um, that's, that's still knowing. That's yeah. still knowing, though. So in 1980... Will Wheaton's a big fan of the Simpsons. <laughs> so, like... He's the only one. No, but he's, like, the most... Fa- like, he's he goes on about them all the time. Hmm. Follow, when, him, follow he, Will Wheaton on, on socials and he, he mentions Simpsons a lot. So um shut up, leave me alone. So in 1980, yeah. July 25th, at concert at Palladium in New York City, KISS introduced their new drummer, Eric Carr, wearing Fox makeup. His predecessor, Peter Chris, was made up as a cat. <laughs> uh, have you got any feelings on uh either Eric Carr or a fox playing the drums. Um, no. Sorry, I don't. Well, I don't have any bad feelings about either one of them. So, um, and, was, and, and in terms of makeup, I don't think either one's great. So, it's, it's, I think the fox is actually cooler than a cat, though, isn't it? Because the cat was just a little bit like your children's well, party. It's a bit, yeah. It wasn't like, um. It wasn't the one I would choose to put on my face if I was going to dress up. Fair enough, you choose the fox. I would not choose the fox either. <laughs> would you make up your own? Would you have Vinnie Vincent, the Ankh warrior? No. You're mental. You're not... Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons. But if you're in a band with Paul Stanley... Simmons, they are not going to like it if I'll you're painting your face the as them. star on the other eye, and I'll be like, "It's different, I idiot." Think, no, Paul, I'm not calling you an idiot. Take it back. Paul Stanley is not going to allow that. He's 
100% sexier than me. He's not going to mind. I'm not going to steal his thunder. If I was on stage with Paul Stanley, no one's looking at me. So I could be, I could change my name to Paul Stanley by D. Paul and no one's looking at me. So he's, he's cool. It's fine. He won't mind. He, he's fine. He's cool with me. He's, he's told me it's fine. Uh, do you want to do the birthdays? Yeah. Whose birthday is that? Brian May, guitarist for Queen. Happy birthday. Uh, July 19th. Let's see how old he is. Uh, well, he was born in 1947, so... Ah, maths. Can't do that. Uh, Carlos Santana. Okay, happy birthday. Also born in 1947. Ah. So over the page, we've got these singles. Singles, who I hate. And there is a review of Alice Cooper. Okay, what's Poison. They do not like it. <gasps> no. Shut up. Um... The intro belongs to something called Sweet Child of Mine. Shut up. Desmond, I'm about to smash this magazine. Desmond Child helped write it, and it shows slowly picked guitar verses in a big, big chorus with heaps of backing vocals. I think he's singing about kissing his snake. The words save it a little, but not enough. Shut up. Oh, I bet the person who wrote that is, like, not... Phil, Phil Wilding. Phil Wilding, I bet you do not think that now. I think I work with a Phil Wilding. Is the same guy? Might be. Cool. Um, Crazy in the Night by Malice. Crazy in the Night. Hey, fun story about Malice is that I've met Judge Reinhold. And my I genuinely think, and it worries me, because I think on my deathbed, um, because I got Judge Reinhold's autograph and I got him to just write it to me from Judge Reinhold. And um, to my dying day, I'm going to regret not asking him to put a uh, party till you puke, uh, Judge Reinhold. And, um, you need I, to I, explain. Some people aren't going to understand they, this. They will. Everyone will understand this. In Vice Versa, the film with um, Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage, um, you know, the, the classic switcheroo um, film, they go and see Malice. And when Judge Reinhold has the body of Judge Reinhold with a young boy's mind or soul or whatever, they go and see Malice. And then afterwards, he gets Malice to get give him an autograph and they sign it, Party Till You Puke, Malice. You went to all this trouble just to get him an autograph. That's really sweet, Marshall. To Charlie, party till you puke. Love, Malice. <laughs> it, for some reason, it didn't occur. I think I was sort of starstruck by the fact that it was Judge Reinhold. It's easy to him. be starstruck. Um, but I, th- I, I do think that's going to be one of my biggest regrets in life, and it's such a shame that that's happened. I mean, I've still got time to rectify it because, of, you know, we're both still around. I might meet him again. And then I can get him to write party. To I mean, you. you're not going to, if you meet him again, you're never going to miss out on that. Oh, my God. That's the first thing that he's doing. And he'll be like, what? And I'll be like, party till you puke. And he'll be like, what? And I'll have to say it like a million times and I'll get mega awkward. And then he'll just sort of write something weirdly not that because he's misunderstood and he hasn't, I haven't explained it. And he's obviously not as big a fan of vice versa as I am. 
Um, well, it is a bit like when we met Elijah Wood and we talked to him about North, yeah, and he was almost good. like, "What the fuck are you watching?" Oh God, North that was for? so bad. I'm just, I'm the worst person to meet people, celebrities that I like because I turn into the biggest idiot. I normally just try and say I love you as many times in like a minute that I possibly can because I think it's really important to let them know that I love them. And the, the way to do that is just repeatedly say I love you at them while they're just sort of staring awkwardly at you. Um, but that was kind of what we did with Elijah Wood. But um, Yeah, I mean, I like Lord of the Rings. I'm a big fat nerd, right? Oh, we both like Lord of the Rings. Obviously, and we both like but, but not everyone talks about Lord of the Rings. That's talking about North. Yeah, but North was the first thing that I knew him from. And we used to watch North all the time and still quote it to this day. And it's a good, it's a good film. Yeah, Rob Reiner, isn't it? And... Um, but you could tell that he he hadn't thought about North for at least 35 years, possibly, and um, kind of looked at us with that look of, the fuck are you talking about? And then, like, even one of his, like, minders, because they obviously have people there to sort of watch people like me, and um, gave a look like, what are you fucking doing? This is your one chance. What are you doing? And um, But, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. That happened. Um, so getting back to Malice, <laughs> yeah, uh, the crazy in the night, crazy is a, in the night. It's an EP, and it lists the other songs. It and there's a song. there's a song called Vice Versa. So they wrote a song called Vice Versa, and that's is is that um, not in be, the no, film? Yeah, it must be at the end of the film. Oh, there's another Malice. Yeah, I think it must be. Yeah. Oh, okay. So listen to the uh, podcast because you're going to edit on. Why are you moved? There's a cat on Kerrang at the moment, and a uh, cat is obviously spelled with a K, um, and she's sitting on Kerrang, so it's making it hard to turn the page. Don't move her. I mean... She she lives here too. <laughs> Should we look at another Kerrang? Don't move. Don't move for him. Don't move for nobody. She's, she looks quite happy. Um, what are your feelings on Malice? Um, when I first saw that bit in the film, I didn't think they were a real band. I thought they were. No, well, yeah, when I first watched it, I didn't have any concept of them being a real band. Because the guy who's singing looks like he's the, someone the playing heavy is, metal the singer. The whole thing is set up so it just looks like part of the film. Yeah, it's not like it's... They, they don't, like, sort of awkwardly set the band up to have a little sort of cameo speech like Aerosmith in Wayne's World 2, you know, this. I mean, I love Aerosmith, but that bit's slightly awkward, isn't it? But that's obviously set up so that they have some dialogue in the film. But um, there's nothing like that. He just turns up at the concert and then they're on stage playing. So it, it just looks like um, uh, not a real band. Not a real band, not, not in a bad way. Uh, next page. Um, who's this beautiful girl? It's Michael Monroe. <laughs> um, yeah, I read that. It's not very uh, exciting. Um, then there's a... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're into Hanoi rocks, you know. Well, uh, everyone likes Hanoi rocks. So there's an article about Angel Witch, and again, it makes reference to them being um, one of the least successful bands ever. And the Guinness Book of World Records or singles uh, classifies uh, an unsuccessful band as you get to number seventy-five in the charts for one week. Okay. Um, 
more successful than I've ever well, made the charts. But... I think there were a lot of singles that were released that never even got that high, but because that's where their charts start, that's the only way they've got to gauge right, it. Okay. Do you know, I mean, no, no one knows this stupid fact, but Fish did a single with Tony Banks of Genesis, or Tony Banks of Genesis did a single and he got Fish to sing on it, okay. and that also got to number 75 in the charts for one week. Really? Uh, and then what, it goes lower? Yeah, it's just in there for one week and then... Dies. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so Angel Witch are very much like the combo of Tony Banks and Fish. Um, but that song is called Shortcut Somewhere, and Genesis played it at the Atlantic Records 40th birthday concert. Because really? they all they played some Genesis songs and then they played some of the solo hits. So they played um, You Can't Hurry Love. Nice. And they played um, All I Need Is a Miracle by nice. Mike and the Mechanics. And then All they... I Need Is a And then they played Shortcuts Somewhere and Phil Collins got the lyrics wrong. But If you hear me sing on this, just, just think it could be worse. You could live with me. It could be like you. You have to listen to this all the time. Uh, so talking about Angel Witch, um, yeah. they're talking about how... Um, Looking to sign the band after a London showcase at the Music Machine way back in 1980, uh, there were meant to be, um, you know, EMI people. And uh, Angel Witch got drunk too early <laughs> and played really, really badly. But EMI ended up signing one of the three support acts who was Iron Maiden. So there you wow. go. So ain't, that's, I guess that's Angel Witch's late in history. So they missed the chance? They because they got well, drunk. Well, no, I mean, you know, they, I mean, they obviously had records out. But... Right, okay. There's another cat on Kerrang. And they say, oh, don't put it on her head. Um, okay, so, okay. right, this is actually quite a Lisa Dominique heavy issue. Okay. I don't know if you remember Lisa Dominique. One of the first Krangs we looked at had her yes. as one of the big five uh, foot posters. Yes. And this is this is a really sort of horrible review. Um. So <laughs> I always I always assumed like uh, Lisa Dominique was somehow sort of sponsored by Krang because she's in, in every issue, okay. usually with the tits out. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, but this this is she a, never gets her tits out. Well, everyday sexism mostly she's just out looking. Sexual, but this is like a this basically says her album is terrible. The review is called Bimbo Baggins, and <laughs> That's quite, that should be the name of the album. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, fair enough if you don't like it. Bimbo Baggins would have been a good name for a uh, podcast about oh. Lord of the Rings um, or about bimbos. No, just sort of about whatever. So, there we've got a advert for Lisa Dominic's album. Sponsored by Denim, from the looks of it. She's, She's the UK's number one hottest rock and raunch queen. Right. She looks, yeah, she looks it. Can't argue with that. Um, so over the page, we've got a review of an uh, album by Trevor Rabin. Okay. Trevor Rabin, obviously, at this point, is in Yes. He wrote Owner of a Lonely Heart. <laughs> Sorry, don't set me obviously, up. Obviously, uh, he's got a solo album out, but... What other band do you know that's got Trevor Rabin in? I don't know. 
a little that. band called the Jack Frost Band. Really? I think he. I think Trevor Rabin was the musical director or music producer watched, on Jack um, Frost. Jack Frost. Um, do watch it. I think it's on Disney Plus. It's. Um, I mean, it's a Christmas film, so you might not watch it now. But do you want to give the um, basic premise? Yeah. So, um, Jack. Frost is um why do I forget everyone's name as soon as I'm on this podcast? It's Batman. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Jesus. Right. Um so Michael Keaton's in it and he's um in a band called Jack Frost Band and they're really cool and they like play harmonicas and stuff like they're playing like blues bars, you wouldn't understand. And um he's like, I mean Spoiler alert, switch off now if you're not seeing Jack Frost and you're planning to, okay? It's like the first 10 minutes. Right, but then he dies, right? And then, like, life goes on, and then he sort of comes back as a snowman. And as you can imagine, hilarity and sadness ensue because um, it's both funny that he's a snowman, but also he's also a dead dad who then, you know, is going to die again. So like the the you know the poor kid in this who's uh, lost his dad once gets to lose his dad twice, um and but there's a really good line in it which is our favorite thing ever where there's a bully in it and he's all like he's like super cool he's like he's proper like Y two K bully it's and he's got, got like spiky hair. hair and he's you know he looks just like everyone you knew at that time and um he's also not got a dad but presumably and not the same circumstances uh because his dad's not also a snowman now but um this bully says to um the kid who's um michael peterson's son hey snow dad's better than no dad and which is the best and stupidest sentence ever um in a film because um that's not true like a snow dad is not better than no dad because he he has to keep moving his dad to cold places, otherwise his dad's going to melt to death. And then at the end, obviously, his dad he just dies. Know, you know, like he, you know, so there are like lots of things better than Snow Dad. But anyway, um, the end the end will make you cry. Like there's no way around that. You can pretend and you can be like, no, that's fine. I've watched this before. I know it's coming. It's fine. You'll be a wreck. So just um, enjoy that. Um, but the main thing is eating the Jack Frost band is that the main thing he's playing heavy blues rock at the beginning and Dweezil Zappers in the audience and he goes it's the Jack Frost band and they're killing it it's uh, something to watch out for you next next Christmas uh, movie watch it now come on just do it life's too short you could be a snowman before you know it and then die again Um, Uh, over the page (laughs) yeah not not as good as um, what we're talking about. Going back to our thesis on his 80s heavy metal sexist. Um, a picture of Alice Cooper and some bikini-clad babes. Um, yeah, but he looks pretty happy about it. He looks like he's loving it. I, there's no context. Um, but this Doesn't this, need to be. She's got a sash saying hell is living yeah. without you. And I'm, I'm your, your gun. gun. So are they all this? I mean, we can only see those two. Yeah. I presume they've all got sashes with Alice Cooper songs on. Presumably. So are we skipping past that picture that I just pointed oh, at? Um, so what is this armadillo of the week? I mean, obviously something for our female listeners. <laughs> um, um, 
Who who is this guy? This is Is it a reader? Coney Hatch bass player Andy Curran. As you can see from the show, Andy has for some years had a giant armadillo living down his trousers. He's never realized anything out of the ordinary. I just thought every guy had one of these little critters living down their trousers. He confessed to us over a live in all three here at Bar HQ one night last week. He's wearing tight jeans and there's a bulge and it's... Um, we will put it on Instagram, but is, is that going to be TOS? I don't know. Well, no, for men, it's fine. Everything for men, it's fine, isn't mm. it? It's just women, so it's probably fine. I didn't know they had an armadillo of the week feature. Uh, I didn't, know. Um, so before we get to the big Lisa Dominique feature, yeah. uh, I want to draw your attention to uh, inside we've got a A to Z pull-out part three Nwobum historic celebration 10 years on. So okay. new wave of British heavy metal, um, bunch of bands, bunch of bands. But the one I want to draw your attention to is Marseille. Okay. Uh, are you aware of the band Marseille? I am, but I don't know why. Right. So if you take a look at this gentleman over here on the right, I believe this is Art Attack and number 73. That's why I know that, of course. Neil Buchanan? Neil Buchanan. So he was in a heavy metal band called Marseille. And as far as I know, he made like an enormous amount of money on Art Attack because it was his production company. And he sort of bankrolls them on tour to this day. And he made an enormous art installation of someone's face using only cutlery and items from your pantry. That was an art attack. It happened. Big art, whatever you called it. Um, and he also used to hang around with a head. Um, it wasn't called Big Art. There was a name for it. Um. I don't know. I never watched it. Oh. I think it was too old for Art Attack. Put yourself an artist. He was good. I'm sure he was. Give him a break. My, my hero was um, Tony Hart. Yeah, I like Tony Hart too. M- met Tony Hart. Have you? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> be jealous? Yeah, you should be. What did uh, Tony Hart say to you? Um, can't remember. Not was much. he delightfully camp? Did he um, have a cra- cravat? He was, was he hanging around with Morph? No, no, no. He, he was just at a, like a hotel in London um, for an event. Um, I can't remember what he said. Got a sort of that thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how blase you are. I am. Um, I just mix with the um, the elite all the time. <laughs> you just um, dropping names. Judge Reinhold. Uh, Judge Reinhold. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Tony Hart. Um, have I mentioned Wayne Sleep? Yeah. All right. Get. Jog on, mate. Uh, can't all be as famous. I'm practically Kardashian. Um, get a life. Just move on. So this article so. is called Today Morecambe, Tomorrow the World, and I'll read you the introduction. Okay. Top-notch hotels, stretch limos, first-class travel. There's nothing like it. And for John Hotton, back down to earth with a bump after swanning around LA, going on the road with Elisa Dominique was nothing like it. But read on for the less glamorous facts behind the UK's mm. most glamorous rock and roll lady. Discover how Lisa has to put up with Bolshe support bands, a starstruck roadie, an unknown superstar, and a brother who is determined to get his name in the feature more than all the other above put wow. together. So, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like a real life bad news tour 
she's touring lots of sort of shitty. But isn't that everyone at that yeah. time? But there's a nice picture of her with a, a painted image of Jim Bowen from Bullseye. Uh, they're being supported uh, on this tour by a, the support band Cloven Hoof. Cloven Hoof. Seem uh, a little bit out of place. Uh, having brought onto the tour, they arrive at every gig by midday and can't sound check until Lisa arrives, which is usually around six o'clock. Their singer, some guy that used to be in Tredegar, and now some guy in Cloven Hoof, op- opens his mouth to emit a Titanic off key Dio style wail while flipping the mic stand up over his head. And this is only the sound check. So basically, right. this band is Lisa's band is slightly at war with Glow and Hoof and the sound of it. Um, and the sound man, where's my 80 quid, mate? He asks Marino. Marino is Lisa's brother and guitarist. Okay. Where's my 80 quid, mate? Marino ignores him and carries on tuning. Look, mate, you owe me 80 fucking quid from the last time you played here. Marino turns around, tells him to fuck off and carries on tuning. So there's more. Uh, they come off stage and burst back into the dressing room, no doubt looking for the rider. Bloody good one. This is Clovenhoof we're talking about. Um, so the sound man's back after the gig, um, asking about his, his money. You can wait for a check, mate, says Marino, or we can go outside now and sort it out. Sound man gestures to st- two giant stock port bouncers lurking by the door. Well, I've got my mates with me. In a hideous moment of madness, Marino gestures to myself and Palmer. That's Ray Palmer, the photographer, standing <laughs> by the bar. And I've got mine with me, mate. Unbelievably, the sound man backs down. Well, fuck you, he says to all three of us and walks off. So the, the weird thing about this is I think Lisa Dominique is doing like meet and greets with fans. And it sounds like she's kissing all of them, which is okay. Why? slightly... Where are you getting that from? Well, let me me read you a little bit more of this article. Uh, Backstage, Ray Palmer, photographer, is assembling autograph hunters for a photo session while Joe, that's their mother, helps Lisa with her makeup. One kid wanders in wearing a white T-shirt with the word Tampax hand-printed across it. What's that for, Lisa asks him. Tampax, he replies. Yeah, but what does it mean, asks Lisa. Just Tampax, he replies. (laughs) <laughs> Perhaps he can't spell anthrax, someone comments. When the photos are complete, one fan lingers. One more kiss, I, he asks Lisa. She agrees reluctantly, having just kissed in excess of 50 hot, sweaty, spotty teenagers without complaint. And this quote, but just quickly, last time you slobbered down my throat, oh. she looks across to me in disgust. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, That's horrific. It is pretty gross, isn't it? Wow. Um, so, yeah, on tour with Lisa Dominique, uh, it sounds insanitary. It does, yeah. Uh, have you ever snogged anyone on a meet and greet? No. We've only met and Gret Steel Panther, haven't we? We met and Gret Steel Panther. But they weren't snogging anyone. No one snogged me. I probably w- would have given half a chance, but you were there cock-blocking me all the way. Yeah, I mean, they, they talk the talk, but, you know, they don't exactly, stick yeah. their tongues into all the Where's the evidence, eh? I was there and so available a... <laughs> with my husband. You were, I mean, you were refreshed, weren't you? I was refreshed. Yeah, we did the meet and greet, 
and then went to the gig. Oh, no, just while don't. The, I was... While the support band oh, were on, fine. you suggested leaving. Yes, because I was... I had a shandy and it... I, I probably hadn't eaten enough that day, so it gone, one had gone straight to my head. And that... uh, so there's an article about Thomas McRocklin. Okay. Uh, are you aware of Thomas McRocklin? No. Uh, the kid is back, but don't blink or you'll miss him. Because for Thomas McRocklin, the Wunderkind guitar star who TV AM and Kerrang introduced you to last year, life moves as fast as his fingers on an Imadez fretboard. The whirlwind of transatlantic flights and showcase gigs. Ray Zell talks to nine year old Thomas, his father John, and here's what Steve Vai, Dave Lee Roth, and others think of his precocious talents. So this kid uh, appeared in the famous arena heavy metal documentary in 1989. Okay. He's a very small boy. I think he's nine years old and he plays guitar like Steve Vai. Nice. Know, that's the, the whole thing. He's been on TV AM. He's well, been, I mean, once you've been on TV AM. He's been on the Little and Large show. No, you had me at TV AM. And he's been in an ad uh, for one of Steve Vai's guitars. And he met Steve Vai at Donington. And, yeah, they're basically talking about how, you know, Jesus. What's he doing now? Well, I haven't looked him up. I'm a bit scared to because you never know with child stars, do you? Yeah, you never know. We'll look him up after this. Um, so, yeah, but it's, they asked Dave Lee Roth about it and he's a little bit disingenuous about it. So this is in, in an interview, I think, in Melody Maker and they're reprinting some of it here. Um, so Dave Lee Roth. Well, you know, when that kid turns up bas- backstage, I don't think he put two words together. His dad did a lot of talking. Do you think it was the kid who went to TVAM, knocked on the door and said, listen to me play? Word for it is, but I'm really knocked out by that. Yeah, cool, I think. Yeah. I'm sure there's a much lines. stronger yeah. word than that. Uh, well, good morning again, Thomas. I see you in a completely different light. That was very, very good. How long have you been playing like Since that? Since I was five. I think it's a little sad because I don't think a child like that has been provided with a whole lot of alternatives to the kind of music he enjoys or is going after. How could you possibly know what kind of music to go after at that age? Do you think he takes piano lessons or vocal lessons? Do you think he's aware of big band or country music? Do you think he's aware of reggae? And uh, Carol Clark, who's inter- interviewing him, says, I think he's listening to Jimi Hendrix a bit and Dave Lee Roth. you think so? Or you think he's listening to someone current who's imitating Hendrix? I know oh, that's wow. fair enough, but like, sooner or later, he's going to get bored with what his Jealous dad is much. telling him to listen to. And he is going to listen to big band and well, no matter what the fuck. Oh, right? my God. Yeah, don't you know? Don't shit on a nine-year-old's dream. Like Dave Lee Roth's got nothing to fear from a nine-year-old. Maybe he? he has. Maybe that's why he was so pissy. Yeah, we should look up uh, Lil Tommy Rocklin. Um. So should we look at the personal Classifieds, ads? Yes. Classifieds, right? Kate Marquis King's X, please get in touch. So I guess short, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you're probably paying by yeah, the word. I was going to say right? you pay by word. Yeah. Male, yeah. 21, seats down to earth, tattoo free female. Me. 19 plus, oh. into Jovi, um, VH, etc. Plus. For long term relationship, Sunderland area. Yeah. No, um, maybe not then. Not, not many people have loads of tattoos in 1989, though. I mean, that's more of a 90s thing. Yeah, See, it seems it a weird be... thing to stipulate. 
Surrounded by him. Shy, tall male into all HM, seeks rocking female for gigs, friendship, pubs, etc. Photo if possible. North Worcestershire, North South Birmingham. Mm. Two females seek people of rocky nature for pubs, gigs, etc. Oxford area. Bored biker seeks female to put the vroom back in life. South Southern England. Two male headbangers seek females for pubs, gigs, fun, and romance. West London area. Into all sorts of rock and metal. Help. Female company desperately needed for 40 lonely guys. 40 lonely guys. LAPD Rock Roadshow every Friday, Saturday nights. Porn and Castle Pub, Worthing in Sussex. 40 lonely Is that four zero? Yeah. Lonely guys. Yeah. Um, hope. I mean, I think female company should steer clear. I hope no one answered that. 40 call. lonely guys. But we can only take out one ad between us. You could have four. You could cover Kerrang in your advert. No, let's just stick with the one. We don't seem desperate. Right. What are we going to put? Forty lonely guys. I said it. I'm lonely. Yeah, but doesn't that seem desperate? Just put it in. We're not going to answer otherwise. Are you sure we want to announce that there's forty of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that not weird? No. Get it in. Here's my twenty quid. For 40 of us. <laughs> There's an interview with Testament. 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 From the front. I mean, you've forgotten, but all that time ago, Testament were on the front cover. I've forgotten. I um, think. And once again, they're moaning about keyboards. They're a very anti-keyboard band. Oh, my God. Keyboards for keyboard's sake. That's commercial, trying to write a hit. We just want to play what we like. If someone oh. wants to call it thrash, fine. <laughs> If someone's called it Flash, fine. Imagine being annoyed by keyboards. I, I mean, to be fair, I think if you're playing this kind of thrash, you're not really going to want keyboards in it. No, but is anyone trying to make him? Possibly the fucking record company. The man. The man. Yeah, like the charts. That was that was one of the things, like when Faith No More came along, though, that they had, they were sort of playing thrash with keyboards in it sounded so weird and it sounded so novel you know that um the real thing album so maybe they should have tried it maybe should then but they weren't gonna be late for this kind of feedback now isn't it it's a bit it's a bit late um so we've reached the end oh how sad of uh krang 248 what's uh what's up next uh you've not planned i've looked at a few okay um, don't I'll, commit I'll, to anything right now. Do you now. know what? Right, I'll give you a choice. You can look at a crank, yeah, from 87, 88, or 89. Okay, you can look at a metal hammer, yeah, similar period. You can look at something that's not any of those. So, we've got Metal Edge, I think, and we've got a copy of Raw, we've got okay, a copy of Sounds. Go. Something different next time. Or my final thing, or... we've got some Kerrangs from early 80s. I think let's go for Raw. Raw. Okay. I don't know how many Raws. We... I think we might only have one Raw, That's but I will fine. dig it out. Dig it out. We'll see what Raw's got to offer. And do you want to sign off? Do you... Is there anything you want to say yeah. to our listenership? 
Um, sorry for my singing. Um, that's really that's really it. Thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Please leave us comments where you are able to leave us comments. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pod with Madness. Um, we would really appreciate that. Um, if you're on Instagram, follow us there at Pod with Madness. Got a great community there of um, followers. We've got a Twitter. Got a great community there. At, at Podry Madness. Podry Madness. Um, so join, join the fun, join the community, comment, like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Uh, tell us what you think we should be looking at. Yeah, if there's anything you th- would like us to um, ponder, and if, if you want me to stop singing... Uh, I swear it's not going to happen, but um, maybe you want more testament and less Sonia. Maybe you want more singing, um, but yeah. So it's been lovely. Thanks very much. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Um, let us know what you think. Thanks. Love you. Bye. See you later.